0: Sometimes in life we just suffer. Sometimes it's from being totally withdrawn. or so much stress that we are totally anxious. or so tired that we are totally burnt out. But our current position is not our final destination. No, indeed. There's hope. So whether it's your personal life, your career, your relationship, your business, or your job, we say there's reason to believe again. And we present from Andy's Personal Development, the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, Stay tuned for more. Our next guest in the breakout room is the CEO of Core Coaching and Consulting. Core Coaching and Consulting uses the holistic, multidimensional approach of the Balancing Act to show companies, leaders, and individuals where they are in balance out of balance and why her name is Sharon Sivert. this is our guest The publication the superpower of balanced leadership in unbalanced times six powers that will transform you into a whole leader people fearlessly follow For good times and bad. Sharon's prior professional experience includes serving as CEO of a group health plan, VP of a think tank, and director of a regional health facility. Let's welcome this leader in innovation and vision, Sharon Sivert, live in. The breakout room. Okay, great. And. Okay, so we are live and this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development live in the breakout room with our very special guest, Sharon Seiver, the CEO of Core, coaching and consultant. And she's going to be sharing a whole lot of information with us this afternoon with regards to something that she's looking at with multidimensional approach of the balancing in active show companies leaders, and individuals, where they are in balance and out of balance, and why. So, Sharon, welcome. Say hi to our people who are looking on and those who will be hearing or seeing our video later. Welcome to
1: thank yeah. you so much for inviting me and thank you to everyone who's listening or watching this is wonderful <laughs> i get to meet people from all over the world
0: yeah thank you. This is fantastic truly amazing so we welcome you and we pray that everything that we do will provide some level of value and content to those who are listening or supporting our podcast we thank Absolutely. them for that Absolutely. so sharon I want you to tell us about yourself, but I want to see how far you can go back in memory <laughs> and help us get to understand what was your early foundational years like before you became knowledgeable of who you are and what you wanted to do.
1: Well, that's, that's, uh, that's fun. Uh, I was actually born a musician. My parents are always telling me the story of how when I was two years old and would crawl over to the crib of my new sister, Irene, and sing to her the song that was popular at that time, which was Good Night, Irene, Good Night, Good Night, Irene, Good Night, and in my little baby version uh, would sing that to her and as i tell people it's not mozart but it ain't bad <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this is a gift that i was born with and uh-huh. uh, that i carry through to my day because uh, uh i'd like to make my writing musical theme okay. and variations musical okay. Yeah.
0: okay so how about the teenage years how did you discover that beyond the music and the writing that there was something more compactful and valuable that you had to offer and it led you all the way to call how did that happen
1: i was i grew up i was born in the boston area which is where i live now north of boston and i grew up however in the midwest where my father's family is from yeah i grew up in a clan town okay and we were the only Papists, so so the clan didn't have any Black people, brown people, uh, obviously gay people, Jewish people. They didn't have anybody else but the what they call the papists. We were it. We were the target. So I came very early to the issues of of social action and how people need to, you know, get freedom, use their freedom um, for the good of all. yeah, so that's, a, that's a, a little bit of unusual for someone who is, those of you who can see me as translucent looking mm-hmm. as I am,
0: that this, is, <laughs> that
1: this has affected yeah. my development, my writing, and okay. wanting me to have a global impact.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for sharing. So tell us a little bit about core and what it represents. And this is a statement of irony. What are the core values of core?
1: The core values of core. Yes. Well, the, I have the core coaching and consulting organization, which is the, the partnership, the international partnership,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, brings this principle of creating yourself and your organizations from the inside out. Okay. In a way that helps you really be fully who you are, bring your gifts to the world.
2: Yeah.
1: And and um, and do so without burning out, which is a big issue in our yes. world today.
2: Indeed, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: how do you remain healthy? How do you become more healthy while you're raising the roof on what you want yeah. to do in the world? Yeah.
0: Great. And so how many persons would you say that that philosophy would have affected since you began up to where you are now? And what are people saying about the stuff that you put out there? How is it helping them in their business, in their life? What are the core competencies that they can gain as a result of following your pattern, your advice, your philosophy?
1: Okay, that was about four questions. So let me pick one of
2: those.
1: those You can bring me back if I slide off of one of the ones you want an answer to. Go ahead, you go ahead. Uh, um, The I want you to think the easy way to explain this is I want you to think of the center and the four directions and like the compass that holds them together. Okay, and that is what we help people do for themselves, for the for people who who are just trying to get better careers, people who are leaders and who want to do a better job of that and strategies for the company. I mean, in other words, if you have a new business, we want you to build it from the inside out using all of these elements. So for example, for, for everyone, um, if you start in the center, in the core, that Mm -hmm. is where your gifts are. That's where your values are. That's where your, your presence comes from. That's what your essence is all about. And that is what needs to uh, be brought out in the world. Okay. Um, and then we have people once they've got that one down, people are always struggling to define their brand. Well, that's it. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. This is the purpose. This is the why you're in business or have this career okay. or are going to do this new project. So that's where we always start from the inside. And then you move out to all the other elements. The vision element is on the east. This is how you control your thoughts and your mind. So you have a different mindset, a hopeful mindset. Um, Think of possibilities that you haven't thought of before. And then of all the possibilities you think about, you go into the vision element, which is like fire, and and you focus and you get one thing done at a time. And that, that, by the way, helps you not burn out. (laughs) You focus on just that one thing. And then once you have your agenda really clear and you know what you're doing and you have your next steps and priorities, then you really gather your tribe around you. You gather the people who are going to help you. And that then helps your village bring you out into the world. And that's a water element, of course. And then the fifth element is structure, which is this is where the money is, where the where the habits get formed, where the health is so that you are really grounded. Because, of course, you're not going to make a difference in the world unless you're really grounded. And then the whole that holds everything together is this systems approach. This is a this is an ancient system. We think this system is so old that it actually comes from drawings of the human body, the first drawings of the human body. okay, The center, the core, and the four limbs. Yeah, Yeah. that's just so old and it's all over the world, no matter where you go, all over the world.
0: Yeah, interesting. Uh, Several times I noticed you mentioned the term inside out and also burnout. And I'm thinking if we are speaking to a business owner, for example, medium to large company and he or she is faced with tremendous challenges in managing themselves, what are some of the things that you would say directly to them that could help them better manage themselves so that they work from the inside out and avoid the effects of burnout?
1: Right. Well, the first thing they have to do is stop for a loving minute. They just have to stop (laughs)
2: and breathe
1: get back in their bodies because Uh they're pushing themselves so hard and they're throwing themselves out there and they're in a panic so they're operating off of that fight flight freeze and fawn response Mm
0: -hmm. the amygdala
1: alert that hyper alert and we have the antidote for that The, the cure is is inside
0: okay so sharon thanks for sharing let me see if i could pull up something here and i just want you to comment on it a little bit Sure. If I can find it, I think it's here. And uh, Yeah.
2: Welcome to SOS, Switch ah. of Stress.
1: This application will help you relieve six different kinds of stress, whichever one you most need right now. You can use the SOS quiz here to find out which stress is most troubling to you at the moment. And then you can use these one minute techniques to break out of that stress and make your life much happier. I love it. That's so sweet of you to bring that up. Oh, my Lord. That's great. Well, Sharon, it
0: sounds like an amazing tool.
1: Yes. yes so how, it is.
0: how can one practically apply it to the situation like what I just mentioned before?
1: Right. So SOS switch off stress is in book form, and it's also in an app form so that you can, uh, you know, you can get it. uh, I think it's in Google Play. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have to renew it in the Apple store, but you just go in and, and you press on these things and you have like a one minute technique because what happens is that you, you, we need techniques to be really fast. Okay, People can't don't have time to go to the spa. They just need some relief right now. And from the time your brain signals that there's a problem, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, there's an alert. You have about 16 seconds, maybe before Uh that stress response starts pouring hormones into your body. And then, and I don't know about you, but I've done that for days. So if you can get in one minute, if you can get some relief, you are so far ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love (laughs) it. I love it. I love it.
1: it. Yeah. And I do want people to realize that that's the kind of pain Mm -hmm. that, that we want them to just stop having.
0: Yeah. Because too many people are struggling with it.
1: Oh, Oh, as a matter of
0: fact, I'm doing a talk on it. Uh, a zoom talk 11 a.m eastern in the morning god's willing so i just want to remind <laughs> of that to tune in on that it's going to be mind-boggling awesome
1: excellent so excellent this yeah. is
0: what i want to do sharon i want you to focus on the writing how many books were there in in, in all
1: in the super ba- in the superpower of balance series yes. we yeah. have five books
2: five yeah okay.
1: the most recent is the superpower of balanced leadership in unbalanced times right which would be now
0: right okay great <laughs> and what is the main concept the main message that you are sending with these publications
1: right I want people to know that they have the capacity, an innate capacity to balance themselves and to experience more ease and less disease. And they can self-monitor. It's like when you go into an acupuncturist or, or something and they, they feel your pulses along here, that's the, uh, or, or in some other discipline, you, you can tell whether you have too much of something or too little of something. And you can adjust it. If you have the tools and we have lots of free ways to get those tools, we want you to self-heal. Okay. We want it to be in people's hands. So that's the message of all the books. Yeah. We go, we go at it different ways.
0: Okay, great. Um, is there some sort of spiritual or soulful concept to what you do? Is that part of the, the entire package that you kind of offer?
1: This work is unapologetically soulful. If you look at the core is corresponds to the soul of a human Mm -hmm. being.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: The the air element corresponds to your mind, Mm -hmm. fire to will, the interactions element to your emotions, the earth element to your body, and then the environment in which you live is the synergy. But we go from the inside out, it is unapologetically soulful. Work.
0: Yes, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Sounds really good. Now, you have partners like the Washington DC Archangels.
2: Yes. Tell
0: us <laughs> <laughs> about your work with them and how you synergize what you're doing with what they're doing.
1: Right. We have a, a long standing partnership with them and uh, one and their executive vice president, Randall Reed attorney is one of our board members. And we are uh, in the process of developing a program for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. um, to go at least national at this point. And that's uh, the partnership that we have with them and and some other people who help entrepreneurs see if they're ready for investment. So we've partnered with them because- they're getting close to investment, what entrepreneur, what angel investors want from the entrepreneur is a good, solid management team. Investors would more likely invest in a good management team than a good idea, which is so hard for entrepreneurs to believe, but it's very true. So we can help them get that management team to uh, the level that the investors are going, hmm, we will go with these people. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so that's the work we do with the, uh, with the DC Archangels.
0: All right, great. And, and, and I commend you for that. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So tell us uh, how far are the wings of CORE uh, in terms of the international reach? Do you have locations outside of continental USA? and what is it doing is it is it a campus something is it an an online hybrid scenario how do you operate it
1: we have partners uh in europe in both holland and spain yeah and we have uh, clients and uh, um, supporters in south america uh, and in asia and other places and we have we're working Now, mostly on developing the U.S. and Europe with an eye to South America next.
0: Any thoughts about coming to the Caribbean?
1: Yeah. And I have a new friend. I have a new friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because we need more institutions like this. not just, I mean, I mean, it's it's a worldwide thing, but I'm from the Caribbean and mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's specifically special to me to be associated with people who can bring that kind of information to those who need the help, need the support, need the value of the content that you all are providing and the work that you're doing.
1: Yes, so, I wanna say something about that because thank you. Yes. Um, we We are absolutely dedicated to bringing this to the rest of the world, okay. because we know how well it works. We know that if we teach um, young, uh, you know, entrepreneurial women in, in small villages about the business that they're setting up, if we teach them, they will be likely to be more successful. Right. And if we take it to this other parts of the world, we want people to have this. And I think the one of the major steps for us to to go out into the world differently is to work with people like you who have, you have your, your you're your part of the International Coach Federation and to work with coaches to teach them this material so that they can use it for their countries because yes. they know how to adapt it. And I'm looking at it going, I don't have any idea. You know, <laughs> how do you, how do you, you know, speak to the interests of the people in your country? Well, just yeah. tell me and I'll be there to help you. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> So that's the thing that we're looking at is to have okay. the specialists on the ground for those cultures.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 that's wonderful, Sharon. Thank you for sharing. So in terms of the people that uh, your clientele, um, is it a specialist service that you, you're looking to offer, mainly people in business? Uh, do you have anyone outside of that that realm of possibility in terms of persons who are entrepreneurs, career-oriented persons. Um, They may be accountants, lawyers. um, They may work in the oil industry. How far and wide does your variety of clientele go?
1: Wow. I have worked myself, and and I'll bring in my colleagues in a little bit, I have worked extensively in the financial services and the healthcare industry um, and my um, uh, clients have worked in, in uh, and I've worked in law firms, they have worked in law firms and uh, banks, big, the big, big, big banks and in manufacturing like the big car manufacturers and on and on. We, we have quite a diversified portfolio in that, people who are having trouble with their teams or their strategic yeah. planning that sort of thing call us in because they 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 know that um that our process is kind of elegantly simple so everyone on the team can work together with this We've also worked in schools, and we Ah. have a a part of this that we bring to youth. Mm -hmm. And this is an example of people who've come to me and said, you know, we really need to have this in the schools. I'm going, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) I don't have any idea. (laughs) I work with (laughs) these these people here, these CEOs here, and they have brought me in and showed us how to adapt the work for children. And, And there is nothing we've done that's more gratifying than that.
0: Okay, great. Thank you for sharing. That's wonderful. So I just want to go to something that is a bit personal, but I found that the message in it was just so powerful in terms of family, appreciation, and love. And I just want to get your comments on it. It's not that time of the year, but it's all right. The message is what I'm looking at. It's really a powerful message.
1: I want to celebrate this Thanksgiving holiday by telling you one of my favorite family stories. I call it, When Myra Met Jack and Took Him Home for Thanksgiving. (laughs) My beautiful mother, Myra McLaughlin, of the Brighton section of Boston, Massachusetts, met Jack Sybert, a dashing young officer from Primgar, Iowa, on a fateful Thanksgiving day in the middle of the dark days of World War II. My mother and her cousins had just had a big Irish feast and had taken the uh, off to go to a matinee in Harvard Square. When the matinee was done, they went into a coffee shop where they found three lonely, far away from home, young officers and decided to take them home for leftovers. Now, my mother and dad tell me that during the war, it was very common for the Boston Irish to bring home soldiers and sailors who were far away from home for a good home-cooked meal because they didn't know when the next time they were going to have a really decent meal. And they did this out of gratitude for their service, fighting for democracy, and also out of kindness and compassion that they were alone and away from family. So, Dad and his
2: friends. Wow.
1: <laughs> That's so sweet. You have researched me, man. <laughs> I I can't hide anything from you. Got, wow, you wow. You,
0: you
2: you like
1: that, huh?
0: It's amazing.
1: Oh. I
0: mean it's it's like what you read in in those
2: oops.
0: Fantasy stories, wonderful happy then it's all about family, love, appreciation. Values that seem to be missing in yeah. the world and Sharon?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you you yeah. We, we froze, I think Misha.
0: Okay. That
1: is so kind of you to say that. This is a, a very treasured family story. We have more, but we we, we love that story. And I didn't know this story until I was an adult. I mean, really, yeah. relatively recently, yeah. when my parents and I were touring around Harvard Square, where I used to live, mm-hmm. and and uh, and mom said, that's where your dad and I met. And I went, what? <laughs> so we had to <laughs> sit everyone down at a cafe while I heard the story for the first time.
0: It is an amazing story and a fantastic piece of your legacy. And I'm glad that you were able to be a part of it.
1: Yeah. And so, let me say one thing. We yeah, sure. we there's a huge part of the world that is currently at war. hmm And and the, you know, I want to just send my love and gratitude to the freedom fighters. Yeah. who are in Ukraine yes. and and ask everyone who is around the world, they are doing our fighting for us, they are doing our work for us against tyranny to 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 contribute to help them in any way they can. This is, you know, the US very reluctantly went into World War Two, but then then that made that difference. So how can we help the people who today are making that difference for us? And freedom fighters in other countries around the world against all kinds of tyranny and fascism. Yeah, Bless them one and all. We just send them our love.
0: Yeah, great. There's a tremendous amount of support for Ukraine and and the people there in particular. And it's wonderful to know that the human spirit that has the ability to be so resilient is still standing strong, even against some of the unsustainable odds that we are seeing. So, yeah, I bear witness with you on that. Thank Thank you. you. Sharon, is there a, a mentor person in your life, that still voice that you go to when you need to make certain tough decisions, you need to hear someone lead you or guide you? Is that mentorship sort of individual available to you? In your
1: life, yes, I I have started to very carefully choose the people I hang out with, and and um, this includes my partners who are very supportive of the work we're doing. This includes. Um, obviously my family and yeah. um, and it includes my clients. I have the high level clients who in turn support this work enthusiastically and me personally. And then I have the spiritual work and the mental work that I do, because we always need to keep doing that stuff. I so, <laughs> right. so, so in uh, in Hildegard of Bingen talked about the still small voice inside. So, I, I meditate and, um, and really just step, step aside, step back, and get quiet when I need to figure something else out.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for sharing. So, with regards to core and the future, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to? Are there any new projects on the horizon? Any new areas that you're looking to explore?
1: Yes, 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 there's a shortage of things to explore. We are um, really starting to look at uh, developing uh, a cadre of coaches and facilitators and trainers who want to use this material and and we want them to use it. We want this to be a gold standard in uh, strategic planning in coaching, uh, just a really easy methodology for people to uh, fall back on. And we want to make our assessments, our methodology, our community of thinkers together, because I have certainly learned that when someone comes into our group, they bring this richness with them about how to make everything better. So that's what we're looking to do is we really want to step up the uh, the outreach to people who want to use this material themselves for their clients.
0: Okay. Great. Wonderful. Um, let me just bring a scenario to you. Um, I want you to imagine that someone is going into business for the first time. They have desire to become involved in business, but they do not know as yet what exactly they want to do and how they want to do it. Can you work with such a person from, let's say, zero from scratch? Mm-hmm. Help them to define, you know, how they should proceed and what are the things that they need to do, what steps they should take to discover maybe their core competencies and then convert that into some line of business. How would you approach a situation like that?
1: Uh, I would, We I do this yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. have done this. and um, And we want the we we want the person to build very strongly from the ground up and from the ground up by is what we mean from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So when you have an entrepreneur and generally they come in with a really, really, really great idea. And they think if they build it, it will come, you know, the clients will come and you go, okay, so we need to take a few steps back. <laughs> and and uh, <clears throat> I use this process that I've described, which is that we first need to help them to find why they're going into business, what their core is. If they get that right, then the rest of them come out rather naturally. If they don't, if they just rush headlong into the idea or the potential market that's out there, or gee whiz, we need another one of these things and there's a place for it and we can make a lot of money, they're going to struggle. They're really going to struggle. So we want them to make sure they've checked all these boxes and that they've aligned all these elements. If they align these elements, they'll be very strong. If they don't, it's going to be a lot of work and it's not as likely to succeed.
0: Okay, great. So I, I want to look at something that is probably one of the most challenging things that uh, a business that's already in progression um, that is rebranded. Ooh, you know, we, we have had a situation where a lot of businesses came out Of COVID-19 and things may have eased up a whole lot now compared to two years ago or two and a half years ago but some of them have struggled to continue Mm -hmm. to stay in business and some have learned to rebrand is that something that you take care of as well in core in terms of the business information that you offer how can you help someone who's struggling now may have been in business for 20 years but due to Mm -hmm. The negative aspects of what took place during the pandemic, they are struggling. They need to recover. They need to rebrand. How do they do that? What do they do from there?
1: Right. They need to stop and answer the question about why they're in business now. With a new environment, with the new needs. Yeah. What is the point of their business? People tend to panic and just grab at markets. And that is a very, um, that's not likely to succeed long term. But if they stop, they take a step back and they go, this is what we've been doing for 20 years. These are the things that we see have changed. These are the new needs. This is how we can help. This is the purpose we have going Mm -hmm. forward these are the new needs and how we can address it so they do need to step back rather than getting panicky Mm. and just grabbing at things
0: yeah great in addition to that Sharon and I like the approach that you you took there with regards to the first thing they need to do is just stop stop and ask the key (laughs) questions Stop. Yes, right. That's the key questions, the key questions that would open up the solutions that they are looking for.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: Here's the thing: we have an influx of AI companies coming on all over the globe. Amen. They're projecting apps and devices and all sorts of technology from so many different directions. And some people are actually panicking, thinking, oh my gosh. Maybe AI would just take over soon and we will not have much of a human resource available. How do you see the adaptation for businesses with regards to the influx of AI? And is it something that can really help and enhance the effective and efficient way in which they can run their businesses? Is it something that we should look forward to and grasp hold on to?
1: I think that this is all part of our evolution. Yeah, and we need and this is I think another tool yeah. and you know in I trying to remember when was it in the 40s or something people had all these science fiction movies in the 50s and 60s maybe yeah. and they're all these science fiction movies and and they and the machines were taking over the planet
2: mm-hmm. I remember, <laughs> and,
1: and I have been thinking about that. I said I think we're kind of back to that 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 panic that fear yeah. we have so yeah. so I, I think we need to be alert because we have seen, you know, deep fakes, people pretending to be Obama speaking, you know, I mean, we've had all of these really misuses of technology. So if a company looks at how can this AI serve, how can it enhance, how can it improve, how can it be uh, an adjunct or, you know, a support the work that we yes. have, support yeah. our why.
2: Mm-hmm. If
1: support our why, then we're going to use it as a tool. Um, and one of the issues that AI brings up is that we human beings have advanced techno- technologically a lot faster than we have morally. And I think that's where the panic comes from. We, yeah. we, we haven't really, you know, taken um, stock. Yeah. of where we are and, and what is the best and most moral and appropriate use of these things? How do we yeah. knock the people out of business? How do we you know, bring wealth into the community uh, and, and, and by our work?
0: Yeah, wonderful. I like your take on that. Thanks for sharing. I'm looking at people and especially CEOs of companies, large organizations, And I'm wondering how important is emotional intelligence in terms of how they approach communication and the giving of tasks to their employees. Is this something that you also address at core as well, emotional intelligence for leaders?
1: Right, as part of developing all the intelligences. Now, emotional intelligence has gotten a lot of press. But in, in many organizations, it's poo-pooed. And yeah. let me give you an example here is that when you have the center and the four directions, there's really like an X that crosses here. You have an up and down line and you have the side to side line. From an archetypal standpoint, the up and down line is the male energy and, from the, and the female energy is the side to side one. And this is important because emotional intelligence is on the female line. Okay. Okay. And and so what you have is that when people in organizations say um, uh, something's touchy feely or too woo woo, they're just pretty much being contemptuous Uh, of women and of the female energy, right? right. So there's a lot of really hard ass women out there who are really dealing with the male energy. So it's not. It's just about the archetype of the energy. So what we want with balanced leadership is to have all of those intelligences connected and working together Mm -hmm. so the intelligence of the center is your intuition yeah the intelligence of the mind is obviously like your iq and cognition the intelligence of fire is that action thing we get into we get information if we go out in the world and we act emotional intelligence is that fourth one of the of the water element okay And then the tactical intelligence is, you know, these are the habits we're forming. This is what works on the ground. This is what doesn't. Here's the data. And then the final intelligence is that connection to the divine. All right. All right. Yeah. So emotional intelligence makes more sense. Yeah. If it's connected within this whole thing about this is how smart you can be, or you can just choose to not use these other intelligences.
0: That's right. That's right. You have a choice. <laughs>
1: you do have a choice. Yeah. And right. historically, we've ignored a lot of that line, that that female archetypal line in business. We don't have time for it. We don't have time to be humane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got
1: to get the numbers. We got to push people to get the numbers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got to get the sales up.
1: Yeah. We got to get sales up. And in the meantime, people are leaving your organization because they hate it. Yeah. <laughs> So, exactly. so, so you got to pay attention is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So Sharon, if you had a mega mic and you could speak to some of the leaders in the world, leaders of countries, um, sovereign countries, uh, because they are the ones who basically drive policies and Take care of all the utilities and the facilities for the people of their countries to either fail or succeed or be somewhere in between. What are some of the things that you would say to leaders today with regards to the approach they should take, not just from a political point of view, but from an eco-social point of view?
1: I would say that I want you to know that you are the point of the spear for evolution. Wow. And that wow. It, it, yeah, and that it is your responsibility and your privilege to, at this moment in time, lead us out of the difficulties we have experienced. We need you to be the hero that you were born to be. Yeah. And, and we need you to fully own your power and serve everyone in your sphere of influence.
0: Yeah, that's powerful stuff. So servant leadership, I'm, I'm looking at several genres here and I'm thinking servant leadership, student teacher. How do we get people to understand that that is the much better approach to communicate, not just politically in business and overall in life? So that what you do is you give people the opportunity to feel that their inputs are valuable, that their story matters, and you're just here to support and to give unnecessary guidance or lead to a place where they really need to go. And once you can bring that kind of potential out of them, it benefits holistically. But how do we get people to come out of that tunnel vision-like space that they're in and see that kind of growth development all inclusive sort of you know servant leadership mm-hmm. student learner
1: right, so I would ask leaders to consider a history lesson about where we are now mm-hmm. and and um, and I only recently really thought about this and discovered it so what we have just gone through with the political turmoil and COVID and this worldwide epidemic is reflected in history. And it makes me in my bone marrow believe that we are entering a new era. Mm
2: -hmm. If
1: You think to Florence in 1348 to 1350, that is when the Black Plague, the bubonic plague came through Florence out of the middle ages which were really kind of a rough period for humanity so it came out of the uh, middle ages all that suffering and then into this horrible period of the black Death sweeping um, the world and out of that came the renaissance immediately after that was the renaissance where people like michelangelo and da vinci and all of this political social structures changed and Um, And art flourished and music flourished and, and, you know, and and wealth flourished. That is where we could be right now. We could be coming out of this time of immense human suffering Mm -hmm. that, that has, that we have struggled with. I mean, around the world. Yeah. Through this epidemic into the possibility that we could create a time when other Michelangelo's and Leonardo da Vinci's who, who by yeah. the way, th- their ancestors, they, there were probably lots of them in the middle ages. They just didn't have a chance. And it's like pe- the geniuses in countries that are in the, uh, really tough economic situations, those geniuses are there waiting for us to lift the lid on them. Mm. And the leaders of companies and the leaders of nations, this is your obligation. You yeah. must do this yeah. for the sake of the planet.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's amazing, uh, and I must compliment you for your rich mind of history and political and social values that you have just, that treasure trove that you just drove into.
2: Thank you. It's wonderful.
0: <laughs> and it reminds me of a saying by one of our greatest minds, Albert Einstein. He said, the thinking that has gotten me this far is the same thinking that has created the problems that I now have. Right. And what I want people to understand by that, and I think that most of us do, is that we have to be progressive in our thinking and not just be victims of our current circumstances. A relationship with the past is not a relationship. History has already been written. There's no way to go back and change what has been done. But how about if we learn so that we don't repeat those mistakes of the past? And and your I've, master god's ears.: yeah, yes. Yeah, that's the key to it. But <laughs> some of us are, seem to be stuck in that. I don't know if, if, if morass of, of, of negativity, if I could, you know, describe it as that. But at the end of the day, I see where you're coming from, and I think we need to have clearer minds, more vision, more purpose, more innovation, and, and
1: more think. courage. And more yeah. courage. We courage. stay stuck. Because courage. They're afraid yeah. that it's gonna be worse if we move forward.
0: Yeah. So what it's a lack of courage that caused Kodak to lose their hold on the market. Because yeah. when they were supposed to go to a place that they didn't want to go because hey, we are so accustomed with the Polaroid films and yeah, that, right. when you there can't, was a you can't make us.
1: You can't make us change, right?
0: <laughs> exactly, but on the flip side, look at it this way, Elon Musk, right? While people were talking about it and thinking about it, you know what he did? He wasn't just thinking outside the box, he acted outside the box, he took action. And look at the reward that he's gotten. So I think that there there, there are people out there who are willing to just be pioneers and to go into where no one has gone before. I'm using an old Star Trek cliche. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we need to have that kind of spirit, that kind of pioneering spirit that would take us to places that are undiscovered but are waiting to be discovered.
1: And I encourage the leaders who are... Are looking at models out there
0: uh-huh. that
1: that we look at um doing this in a holistic or systemic way
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, without damaging other human beings. I'm not That's a true. big fan of Musk. Yes. So so we need to look at how that that it's absolutely possible yeah. to to lead people into a new place where more and more and more people benefit, we don't need yeah. the kind of sacrificing of people uh, yeah. that we see in, in. You know, we don't need to be Genghis Khan anymore.
0: I agree. Okay. I, agree. <laughs> I, agree.
1: So I, I think, I think we do not. We did. That's an old model, and it had a lot of blood on the ground as a result. That's I, I that's don't right. think we need to go there.
0: Oh no, we don't need to pay that kind of price anymore.
1: We don't need to pay that kind of price anymore. We don't. And if, you believe that, you'll think of ways to do it. If you don't believe it, then you get kind of lazy and just say, you know, off with 10% of these people, goodbye, you know, that sort
0: of thing. Wow. Sharon, this has been an amazing episode. Um, Thank Thank you so much for your openness, your passion, your frankness, and the value that you have brought to the breakout room. We're just about to reach the end of the episode. And I have a comment from John Campbell, and he says, "What he's witnessing is great research." <laughs> I guess great. that goes to you, right? That's <laughs> your, you take that. So you. you share with them now how they can make contact with you, how they can get in touch with Core. Uh, maybe. Um, access the books, Amazon or wherever. Just share your hashtag handles with them so that they can reach out to you.
1: Excellent. Well, please um, uh, take advantage of all the free stuff we have. We are really dedicated to paying it forward. We are so privileged. So you can go to core-learning-services.org and that's a website where you can access free events and material. You can go to the Balanced Leadership page on that website and get um, a PDF that tells you what's in it for you, gives you a nice summary of what we talked about earlier today for leaders. You can go to the corecoachingconsulting.com website and learn more there. You can get hold of me on LinkedIn. That's Sharon Cyber. Just an unusual spelling. It's E I V E R T. And I I love meeting people from around the world. That's how you and I got together, Andy. It's a, this right. is That's my right. this is my idea of a fun time. We,
0: exactly.
1: We <laughs> so we want you to take advantage of the free events we have and the free material we have. The books in the whole Superpower Balance series yep. and the most recent one, the Superpower Balanced Leadership and Unbalanced Times, audiobook, yep. print. An ebook on Amazon. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Sharon, Sharon Seibert. I got it right. You and did. what, what helped me was I was looking at Seinfeld.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> you got it, right? <laughs> you got it, totally. Yeah.
0: You have been amazing, an amazing guest, my friend. And so I just want to thank all those who, Support our program, support our show to really try to reach out to CORE and Sharon and her wonderful international network and get that information that you need to have the right perspective about business and how you upgrade and deal with your people, how you communicate and take everything that you're doing basically to the next level in these challenging times. Very- so, Until next time, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development saying always remember that you have the opportunity to gain health, happiness, and prosperity, and your story matters. Okay, so we'll see you soon, hear from you soon. In the meantime, I'm saying so long, shalom, Godspeed, Thank
1: you so much. I had a great time. (laughs)